The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to another episode of the Chris and Joe Show here on Big Blue View. We are continuing our off-season series of breaking down every single opponent on the New York Giants schedule for 2021, their off-season, how they improved, how they might have regressed, and then also pitching what we think is the best and worst-case scenario for these specific teams in 2021. A better way to help you folks understand what to expect when the Giants face them during the season. Today, we're going to get into the Giants' Week 4 opponent, the New Orleans Saints. And this team looks a lot different after losing Drew Brees and some other notable players on their roster. Before we get to that, though, folks, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and head to BigBlueView.com for more Giants news and analysis. So Chris, we were just uh, taking some time to look through this roster so we could properly assess this team before we started recording, and we couldn't even really find any notable improvements from free agency specifically. The only notable name that they signed was Tano Capasano, who, defensive end out of Villanova, drafted a few years ago, played for the Chiefs, and was a, a, a Strong rotational player on that defense, contributed highly in important games. That was really the only notable name to come in as a a step forward. We're going to get to some of the guys that they lost, but it's worth noting here a big reason why they weren't able to be aggressive in free agency and why they had to cut ties with a lot of recognizable names was because of how hamstrung their cap situation is. There's currently $33 million in dead cap money that is going towards guys that aren't even on this team anymore. That includes Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, and then about $11 million that is supposed to be going towards um, Drew Brees and the money that would have effectively been on the salary cap. So that salary cap situation really, really hurt their ability to make some improvements through free agency. Yeah, the... (laughs) The Saints really kicked that economic can as far down the road as they could, trying to win one more Super Bowl with Drew Brees, let him go out on a high note. 
And, you know, this year it finally catches up with them. And between all of that dead money, uh, all of those big contracts, which, you know, right now aren't doing anything for them, but holding them back. And then the salary cap shrinking for 2021, you put it perfectly. They, they were just completely hamstrung when it come to free agency. And this is a team where it seemed year after year, they would never be able to make any kind of a move. And they would always find some way to massage, maneuver their way through the salary cap to sign somebody, you know, some big name would wind up in new Orleans. But this year, it just finally all caught up to them. Now, maybe they go wild next year when the salary cap goes up again. But for this year, uh, they really don't have much in the uh, additions column as far as veterans go. No, and, and as you highlighted here, they were in such a strong effort to make a run with Drew Brees before his age caught up with him and it finally was starting to over the last few seasons. And now Drew Brees is retired. Their quarterback situation is not necessarily solidified. We don't know if it's Jameis Winston. Uh, We don't know if it's Taysom Hill. We don't even know if either guy is really a viable option and if they're going to have success offensively. But as you said, because they were so hell bent on trying to get things in with Drew Brees, which is the right strategy 2021 is going to be a difficult year for them to establish some some success because they have a lot of money going towards big-name guys justifiably. Ryan Ramchek, Marcus Williams, Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore. Those guys are getting a lot of money because they were brought in as young players. They now have to be paid, but they didn't have any room to pay anybody else to bring in in free agency. So now is kind of like a, a, a transitional spot for the Saints We'll talk a little bit later about how we think that they're going to turn out best case, worst case, as we always do. But this is really a difficult situation as they didn't even really have that many draft picks to fill many of these needs. And you saw them draft Peyton Turner in the first round, which was one of the bigger head scratchers on day one. Pete Warner was a really, really strong pick who slotted to start at that Will Backer spot. Paulson Adebo is somebody we talked up a lot as a uh, maybe a diamond in the rough who didn't play during the 2020 season. So, you know, you're getting a good quality rotational corner. And then possibly, you know, Ian Book, I guess, works his way into uh, a competition for the backup spot or the third string spot. I mean, that's only the only other notable name I can really point to, Chris, um, from this draft class that maybe fills the need. But I, if Ian Book's my starting quarterback or he has to even take any snaps during the season, I'm pretty concerned. I, I would be right there with you. You know, if the Saints see Ian Book on the field. Either something has gone incredibly right with his development where he just plays at a level we never really saw at Notre Dame, or something has gone horribly wrong with the other quarterbacks on the roster, or their season has gone completely off the rails and they've got, they're just running him out there to see what they got. Yeah, exactly. That that's the the way I'm looking at it here is if if Ian Book is on the field, it's because something did not go well. And I know some people like to say, "Oh, he's he's the same size as Drew Brees. Why can't he be Drew Brees?" That Ian Book is not Drew Brees, and a player of Ian Book's physical stature and physical traits 
is not necessarily built to be successful in the NFL these days. There's a reason why teams are vying for Zach Wilson types and Patrick Mahomes types. They're chasing guys that fit a certain bill, and I don't think Ian Book really scares a lot of teams. So that was a bit of an odd pick, but I'm looking at the rest of these draft picks. I don't really know how many I can really say were improvements because Peyton Turner is a defensive end. He's going to be sitting behind Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport, so he might not even really get a ton of playing time in this upcoming 2021 season. Paulson Adebo going to mostly rotate because of their current decent quality corner situation with Marshawn Lattimore and then the uh, other starting corner, Patrick Robinson. I do, though, really like that that Pete Warner pickup because they, they need some help at linebacker, and he was such an underrated player in this class. Yeah, uh, we talked about this during our draft prep. Uh, Pete Warner is a guy I really liked watching play. Yeah, I really liked watching him play. And he, like you say, he was an underrated player. Nobody was really talking about him, but he was just all over the field, played with great energy, I think really underrated athleticism. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him earn a starting job almost right away on the Saints defense. And, you know, for a team which for, we'll say most of the last decade or so, pretty much all of the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era was known for just being an incredible offensive team, but a team that had to have a great offense because they never really had much of a defense over the last couple seasons. They really have built a strong defense down there in new Orleans. Yeah, they, they do have a really strong defensive unit and you almost start to wonder now here, are we at a point where they're starting to age and are we, are we curious as if this team is really built to be sustainable and long-term they do have some interesting names. I mean, like Zach Bond's going to get some more time, who we talked up very highly as a talented player. Um, you know, Demario Davis has always been a quality guy, and I, I just I think that I do think that that Pete Warner addition is going to be a really really good piece. The other moves that they made, their first three picks, are spent on defensive players, two of which might not really see much playing time in 2021 not really emphasizing much offensively, and they probably could have used a little bit of help at receiver for whoever's going to be starting at quarterback. And I almost think, Chris, maybe they're kicking the can down the road and just getting ready for 2022 and just seeing what the current roster can do in 2021 with limited resources and a hamstrung cap situation. Yeah, and just looking at the rest of their division, that's probably not a terrible strategy long-term. You know, right now... I don't think anybody in the NFC South is going to really be touching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We don't know how long the Buccaneers are going to be able to stay at the level they're at right now, but somehow they managed to defy the recent history of the NFL, defy the attrition that normally hits any team that wins the Super Bowl, and they they managed to keep everybody, keep their coaching staff intact, keep their Super Bowl roster intact. And right now, I'm not sure anybody in the NFC South is really going to be touching them. So the Saints are probably well served by looking to see what they've got now, try to get their salary cap back in a manageable position, and look towards the future. You know, See if they can't develop a long-term quarterback out of one of these young guys they have. Uh, see if they can't build a core of a new defense going forward, build a strong core on offense going forward. And 
really just bide their time until they can be in a good position to take a shot at that division crown again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in agreement with, agreement with you there on that one. It, it doesn't seem like they were able to do a whole lot this offseason, which is going to make things super, super difficult for them to be as competitive as they were previously in the NFC South. Coming up, we're going to discuss regressions for this roster, but before we do so, we're going to take a really short commercial break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris, the most glaring regression that is notable, obviously, is the loss of Drew Brees. And I know last year Drew Brees wasn't necessarily the same player that he was throughout bits and pieces of his time with the Saints as a Super Bowl winning quarterback, as an MVP candidate in different parts of his career. He was definitely regressing. He was definitely getting older. And he also wasn't fully healthy and available for the entirety of the season. Big reason why he chose to retire was likely because of those injuries, the wear and tear of of playing professional football for a guy that's around his 40s. So, uh, you know, right now their situation, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I don't think we really have a ton of clarity on who is going to be the starting quarterback and the results that they're going to get from their starting quarterback because neither have really proven themselves. And I know Taysom Hill got the job done playing in a a, quasi role and he started some football games They didn't lose all of them, so he was successful in that note. Jameis Winston's probably their best option to start, but we don't even know if if he's corrected those issues that essentially got him replaced in Tampa Bay. Yeah, that I think is going to be very interesting to watch. And those are two very different quarterbacks. You know, Taysom Hill is, he is much more in that kind of modern dual threat mode where he can hurt you with his legs. He at times is more like a running back who can throw than a classic quarterback. But as you said, he started some games. They didn't lose all of them. You know, he is capable of being a quarterback they can win with. I think Jameis Winston, when he is on, has a much higher ceiling as an NFL passer. You know, he had a really bad turnover problem at Tampa Bay. But that also kind of overshadowed a pretty good ability on his part to play the position. You know, he would have games where he could sling the ball all over the field, but then that that would almost be forgotten by one or two just te- terribly ill-advised throws where he would send it right to a defender or throw it into triple coverage just, you know, almost because he could. And... That, I think, was A, a terrible fit with Bruce Arians, who is 
kind of a YOLO play caller in and of you know his own self. So they almost fed on each other's uh, drawbacks on the offensive side of the ball. But with Sean Payton, you have a very different play caller, a guy who is, you know, he blends West Coast and air choreo concepts. He's very good at putting his quarterback in position to make the right decision, uh, get the ball out quickly and get it out safely. You know, that was what worked so, so well with Drew Brees. Now, maybe the combination of Sean Payton and Jameis Winston will yeah, temper some of Winston's, uh, we'll say bad habits. And maybe that could have some of the same effect that pairing Tom Brady, even though Jameis Winston and Brady should never even be in the same paragraph as quarterbacks, let alone the same sentence. Maybe the same kind of pairing that Brady with his uh, judicious placement of the football and Bruce Arians with his aggression as a play caller. Maybe that could be somewhat similar to Sean Payton with his judicious play calling and Jameis Winston's aggression as a passer. Yeah, not really. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot to cover there and a lot to really take into account when it comes to making a decision on who's going to be the starting quarterback and who even really provides this team with the best opportunity for success. And maybe that quarterback who is the future of the franchise isn't on the roster currently. Maybe it's going to be somebody that they have to draft in a few years. Maybe Ian Book surprises some people, which is probably highly unlikely. But this is a team that the quarterback scenario is going to be a make or break for their success in 2021. What also is make or break and mostly break is the guys that they lost. And I, I hit on a couple of these names, but the, the very notable ones that are not coming back, Emmanuel Sanders, who has been a shell of himself over the last few years, Janoris Jenkins played pretty well last year, not coming back to play with the Saints. He is going to be a Tennessee Titan Sheldon Rankins, who has had some injury issues, still a talented defensive tackle. They don't really have anybody who's as good to play in the interior, so he is gone. He is not coming back. Alex Anzalone, who is no longer going to be a part of this roster, who was playing linebacker, but Pete Warner will likely replace him. And then lastly, I think their biggest hit, you're losing Trey Hendrickson, who you couldn't pay over the offseason, had a huge year last year with 13 and a half sacks, is now a Cincinnati Bengal. That's a big loss right there for me. You're losing Trey Hendrickson. Those losses as a whole, and the fact that they weren't necessarily able to replace any of those specific guys, I think is going to be significantly impactful for if they can you know, really do anything successful in 2021. That is a lot to replace. Yeah, and that could also have a really big impact on how they play defense. You know, with Janoris Jenkins... Giant, Giants fans know what kind of cover corner he is and how he likes to play corner. And that played really well with how the Saints wanted to play their coverages. They love press man coverage. They love cover one. They paired it with cover four pretty, pretty frequently. But they loved press man coverage. They ran it constantly. And that starts to get tough to do if you don't have a pair of of really good lockdown corners and losing Janoris Jenkins could impact that. Yeah. You know, likewise, when you lose Sheldon Rank Sheldon Rankins and Trey Hendrickson, that will impact your pass rush. Now that could be a lot of the motivation behind drafting Peyton Turner, who is a big, long, surprisingly athletic edge player. You know, 
probably be a, a 4-3 defensive end, but you know we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. You have this defense where it's still talented. You know they still have Cam Jordan, they still have Demario Davis, they still have Marshawn Lattimore. They've you know they've got all of those guys who have who were so integral to their success over the past few years. But when you have that maybe a little bit of a hole in the coverage, if they're still running so much cover one, that's an opportunity. If you ha- if you lose out on those pass rushers, that makes it that much harder on the secondary to cover. So it will be interesting to see how their defense adapts to these losses and whether or not that creates opportunities for opposing offenses. So Chris, let's discuss best and worst case scenario as we've fully broken down this team. For me, I I see their level of of quality of play in 2021 is going to be pretty middling. I don't think that this is a playoff roster. They lost some some players in the interior, Sheldon Rankins most notably. You're losing Drew Brees. Uncertainty at the quarterback position is a big thing that we spoke on today. I think just from those regressions and a lack of ability because of their cap to make improvements, and also not many draft picks to make improvements as well, really hurt them this offseason. It's still a well-coached football team, and you mentioned how there still are very talented players on this team. Cam Jordan... Uh, Michael Thomas, Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore. All those guys are very, very talented players. They're going to beat some teams. They're going to surprise some teams. At best, this is a 10-win football team. At worst, 7-win football team. Still good, well-coached. Sean Payton knows how to rally his guys. This is not the worst team that he's had in New Orleans and during that period stretch where they really, really were bad. More familiar with that period of time where they were not a good football team and they were able to have a late resurgence in Drew Brees' career. I, I see this being like a seven to ten win football team, Chris. I, I just I can't sell myself on anything better because they just have too many question marks at key positions on their roster. Yeah, that that's about where I come down as well. They might be able to, depending on how the rest of the NFC shakes out, they might be able to sneak into that last wild card spot. You know, if everything goes right with their quarterback situation, if you know either Taysom Hill takes a step forwards as a passer, while you know still being able to hurt teams with his legs, or if you know, Jamin, if Jameis Winston and Sean Payton just go together like peanut butter and jelly, maybe they could be a playoff team. You know, sneak in. I look at them more as a spoiler. I look at them as a team where they might not be able to really scare people and win consistently, but they've got too much talent, too many good players to take lightly. And I think they could pose a problem even for better teams in this league and maybe be that team where if you're in a playoff hunt at the end of the year, you don't want to go down to New Orleans or you don't want to see the Saints come to town because you don't know if you're going to win that game and they could be the team that knocks you out of the playoffs, even if they don't get in themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're a roster that is built to have some really good defensive performances against the right teams that they match up well against. They're a well-coached team that maybe if Taysom Hill's starting, teams can't figure out how to slow him down as a a dual-threat guy. Less competent teams also are probably going to struggle to play against the Saints. But I think any good football team 
like above average football team is gonna, and especially well coached teams are probably not gonna have too much trouble against New Orleans. Like you said, gonna be a spoiler, gonna surprise teams that are ill prepared, that maybe think it's a walkover game, but they're gonna, for the most part, I think, just stay with a very, very middling record. Yeah, the the way I look at it is, you know, they have taken some serious losses. They have pretty much used up all of the salary cap slack they were able to generate over the last five years or so, you know, all of their moves finally caught up with them, but they still have Sean Payton. They still have some really good football players, not as many as they did a year or two ago, but they still have guys you have to watch out for. And I think that's enough to still make them dangerous. If not, you know, a team to really, really fear. Well, folks, that is going to be it from us on today's episode of The Chris and Joe Show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you enjoy listening to the show. Also, head to BigBlueView.com to not miss out on any other great Giants content. Follow us on social media at BigBlueView, at Joe DeLeon, at RaptorMKII. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Enjoy the rest of your week. 